This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Man, today we got uh, a major tragedy. There was a, a tragic incident. A Presbyterian private school church was targeted by an individual, and uh, a lot of people lost their lives. Not naturally, we're getting a lot of uh, um, politics that you normally see in this, and when the incident was first reported, the identity of the perpetrator was obfuscated, leading many to believe there may be something political, uh, politically damaging in the identity of the, of the uh, perpetrator. And we now know this individual had written a manifesto, was trans-identified, and according to the police, that the working theory is that did play a role in the targeting of the school. This, uh, the shooter was biologically female, transitioning to male, identifying with uh, male pronouns. Again, writing up a manifesto. When asked, the police said this was a targeted attack on this, uh, uh, this, this Christian school and, and a church. And so we, we'll, we'll, we'll get into all that. We'll go through the news. And then uh, just uh, moments ago, we got more breaking news. That over the weekend, a staffer for Rand Paul was brutally attacked, um, left with life-threatening injuries in D.C. So it, it certainly seems like things are getting crazy out there today. And, um, you know, my heart goes out to the families and the victims and all that. And, and naturally, po- uh, politically, this one's heating up uh, uh, a lot. There are some conversations happening around domestic terror in the United States, notably with Atlanta, with Antifa, with the far-left attacks. And I believe in recent history, this may be the fourth uh, um, tragic incident involving a trans-identified person, which, of course, is leading to very hot political topics. So we are going to get into all of that. Um, but considering you know everything that's going on, uh, before we get started, head over to publicsquare.com. They're sponsoring this episode, and they're, they're absolutely fantastic. Public Square is an app where you can find businesses that care about American values and traditional values. So if you are trying to help restore the economy of this country and fund businesses that believe in American values, go to publicsquare.com. We've had the creators of it on this show. When you open the app, it gives you a map, there's a social function, and you can see all of the businesses in your area that agree with American values, freedom, liberty, free speech, etc. So you can make sure that when you're spending money, you are funding people who believe in what you believe in, who care about you, actually like you, and want your money. So again, go to publicsquare.com, download the app. I really, really do encourage it. It's pretty awesome to be able to pull up an app and just find businesses where you know you're going to be supporting good ideas, families, and good American values. And, and maybe this is the path forward. It's, it's, it's not just about complaining on the internet. It's not just about building culture. It's also about supporting those who are. So again, publicsq.com. It's publicsq.com. And uh, don't forget, head over to TimCast.com, become a member. We're going to have a members-only uncensored show coming up for you tonight. That's, again, TimCast.com. Click that little hamburger icon on the top left. Click Join Us. And when you do, you'll get access to our Discord where you can call in to the show. So we do about three or five every night. We just started last week. So tonight, we will do call-in questions on the uncensored portion of the show 
goes live on the front page of TimCast.com at about 10, 10 p.m. So once we wrap up the main show, we will have that uncensored show. We hope to see you there. As a member, you are supporting our work, helping us to continue, helping support our cultural endeavors. we got a new song. If you want to buy it, go to TrashHouseRecords.com. Buy it, because if everybody listening right now did, we would shatter the Billboard charts, hit number one, and make a powerful statement to all the woke people who want to see us banned like they banned us from Bandcamp. A lot of things to promote tonight, despite the fact that we got some really hard news. Joining us tonight to talk about all of this, uh, smash the like button, subscribe to the channel, share the show with your friends. Joining us tonight to talk about this and so much more, especially what's been going on up in communist Canada, is Ezra Levant. It's great to be here. Thanks. Canada is like a bad time machine from the future. I'm here to tell you what could be the case here in the United States if you don't change your course. I think we're five years further down the road than you. Uh, and, you know, you can lose your freedoms. Canada used to be just as free as America. Some would say even freer. I, I'm worried and I bring bad news with me. So uh, what do you do for those that don't know you? I, I run a website called rebelnews.com. Our motto is telling the other side of the story. I think we have uh, a lot of similar spirit to you where we, we have journalists in Canada uh, a great journalist in Australia, Avi Yamini, a couple guys in the UK. Avi's great. You know, he's, yeah. he's got a sense of humor. He's self-deprecating. Our focus is on-the-ground video citizen journalism. So, for example, we covered the trucker convoy in Canada very closely. Um, we were really one of the few dissident voices on the lockdowns and the vaccine p- mandates. It was very strict in Canada. The province of Quebec, for example, had an actual curfew from 10 p.m. to 5 a.m. every night, whether you were vaxxed or not sick or healthy, a curfew. The whole city was under house arrest. And every political party supported this. It was unanimous. There was no opposition. All of our checks and balances failed. So that's a Canadian warning. We love America. You're like our bigger brother. And and you sort of ignore us most of the time, which is the right approach. It's not that interesting (laughs) up there. But there's been some bad stuff lately. And I I know you're alert to these authoritarian. We're paying attention. Yeah. Yeah, it comes up. Especially with, you know, Trudeau. Nobody likes that guy. Well, someone must because he got 33% of the vote last time. And with 33%, he's been able to run like a majority government. It's bad news. All right. Well, it should be fun. Thanks for, for hanging out. And it should be Thanks scary as well. We got Hannah Claire Brimelow hanging out. Hi, I'm Hannah Claire Brimelow. I'm a writer for TimCast.com. I'm also Canadian, so I'm glad you're here. Right on. I'm very excited to talk about this. We talked about the show, about 30 minutes of intensity getting prepped. Ezra, that was fantastic, man. Canada is the king of Canada is Charles. I feel like this. It's like Trudeau is like the lackey of a monarch. But I don't know. We can go into this later. We'll get we'll get into it. We'll get yeah. into it. And we also have Surge. What's happening, dude? Yo, nothing much. Ready to do this. Uh, I'm a big fan of Avi. I started watching him during the pandemic. So right. happy to see you. Yeah, Thanks shout out me. Avi. Yeah, shout out. Yeah, he's a one-man army down there who really has made a difference in Australia. They're pretty woke, too, but they were very open to having a contrarian voice. He's done some great journalism. Yeah, absolutely. Right, well, let's, uh, let's jump into this story. We have this from the post-millennial. Breaking transgender Nashville school shooter had detailed manifesto, map of Christian school, police confirm. Hale was killed after an encounter with officers on the second floor just four minutes into the shooting. So I'll give you a a, a quick timeline of the news as it's breaking for us in the newsroom. And uh, we were actually hanging out with Libby Emmons earlier too. And we we knew the the story had, 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 had broken. And there was some speculation as to who the shooter was who committed this tragedy. Let me give you the quick details on what happened so you can understand. Police said during a Monday press conference that the person who killed six, including three children, at the Covenant Christian School in Nashville was a former student of the academy, Audrey Hale, 
who identified as transgender and had left a detailed manifesto with plans on how to conduct the attack at the school. Hale entered the building by shooting through a door on the side. Police said once inside, Hale reportedly began firing at anyone in sight. Among the victims were three nine-year-old children, Evelyn Decos, Haley Scruggs, and William Kinney, as well as custodian Mike Hill, substitute teacher Cynthia Peake, and school head Catherine Kuntz. Metropolitan police arrived quickly and Hale was killed after an encounter with officers on the second floor just four minutes into the shooting. Officers found that Hale was equipped with at least two assault rifles and a handgun. And a search of the family home in Nashville revealed detail maps and a manifesto of the attack. First thing I want to say is I believe the post-millennial is incorrect. So I'll, I'll make sure to uh, call up Libby and complain. Roberto Wakerell Cruz, I do not believe they ever said this individual had any assault rifles. Um, for those that think I'm being a bit pedantic, there is a, a legal and legitimate difference between a standard rifle like an AR-15 and an assault rifle, which is typically a select fire rifle. I don't think this person was able to get their hands on, on, a, on, a, on a full auto machine, you know, a full auto rifle to go in and start. I think this was a, a standard rifle. I think the distinction is important considering from this, we're getting a lot of calls for uh, gun control. So uh, we're, we're hanging out earlier when, the, when the, you know, the news breaks. We don't know exactly what's going on when rumors start circulating about Aubrey Hale as the the perpetrator and images of a trans man and a profile with he, him pronouns. The media had reported, been reporting this as a female who did it, which caught many by surprise because people were shocked to hear that it, that it was a woman who was doing this. Turns out it was a trans man. And uh, we eventually did get uh, a confirmation at Carol, K-A-R-O-L, on uh, Twitter. Airtight source broke the news. This, in fact, was the person Andy No then did some digging, corroborating. And yes, it is now officially confirmed that this individual is the person who did it. Now, according to the police, they were asked by press, did the identity of the individual play a role in the motivation? And they said, there is a theory that is the case. They have a manifesto preparing, explaining for uh, what they did and why they did it. So for now, it would seem that the individual who did it, this is, the, this is what we have confirmed. The individual who perpetrated this attack, attack is a biological female, 28-year-old Aubrey Hale, and a transgender man, the meaning female to male using he, him pronouns. And it is presumed for the time being, based on the existence of a manifesto, the police believe, they have a theory, that the transgender identity played a role in the attack. Uh, in the attack. So I'm, I'm, I'm assuming from that, this has something to do with a, a, a trans person feeling like they're under attack or assault. We've seen numerous posters, which we'll get into in a bit, about a trans day of vengeance, about calls to arms, posters online saying, get your weapons ready. And Benny Johnson posted three other mass shootings carried out by transgender individuals. So per perhaps this is. Picture this. You're driving on the open road, taking in the beautiful views this country offers. Then out of nowhere, you hear a noise and your car breaks down. While still frustrating, you feel protected because you have a plan through CarShield. CarShield has helped millions of drivers from having to pay back-breaking car repair costs. All you have to do is call before a breakdown. Plans can pay for expensive repairs on your out-of-warranty car, truck, or SUV. All for CarShield's low monthly rate that never goes up as long as you cover your car. With a plan through CarShield, you get protection on over 5,000 major parts and systems with just a visit to carshield.com slash carlson. I'm talking big money items like your transmission, engine, electronics, and so much more. CarShield is here to keep you moving forward and make car breakdowns and the repairs that follow just a tiny bump in the road. Go to carshield.com slash carlson. 
Protect yourself from the unprecedented rise in costs for parts and repairs. Visit now to save 20%. CarShield.com slash Carlson. That's CarShield.com slash Carlson. Related to this um, this call for vengeance and, and a call to arms, I don't know. I think it's more related to woke left ideology, but uh, it's hard to know for sure until the police come out and we actually get to see what this manifesto is if we do get to see it. I don't know. Yep. So I'm, I'm curious what you guys think. Well, Candace Owens made an interesting point about 40 minutes ago on Twitter that even if this manifesto comes out, we have to trust that it's real. Like it's the intelligence community putting out data. We don't know if it's real. They could put out a fake manifesto. There might not even be a manifesto. I hate to be like question everything, but do not fall for the bait every single time because you want bait. Make sure that you have a clear head about it. And part of this is like, thank God it wasn't someone going and executing trans people. Like we've had cool, we've kept cool heads about ourselves as Americans for the most part in this crazy new time where people are taking all these experimental pharmaceuticals to take testosterone when they're nine and get their boobs cut off at 15. Like, thank God it wasn't somebody attacking transgender people. As horrific as it is, you don't stop your enemy when they're making a mistake. In the culture war, if these people are drugging themselves up and committing sh mass shootings, it's on them. Well, I, I think one of the things we have to be worried about, I'm not so sure. Here, here's what I think. We talked about a little bit before the show. There's, there's, there's not one kind of trans person. There are gender dysphoric individuals and they experience gender dysphoria, like people might dis, uh, uh, experience body dysmorphia. But then there are people who are depressed or autistic and they, they, get, they end up getting put on antidepressants and you know, a, a, a variety of other drugs. And so I think when you take someone who is depressed, doesn't understand why they are, and rush to giving them antidepressants and hormones and other drugs, I think the issue is mental health. And then what ends up happening is because there is, I think because of popular culture, in the massive social acceptance of transgender individuals, there's a conflation and overlap with those who are seeking social validation and then becoming trans. We've talked about this with, with Dylan Mulvaney. Dylan Mulvaney, in my opinion, is not trans, is not gender dysphoric, but is seeking social validation and getting it. And so what I think we, what we might be seeing with people like this is they're depressed. They don't know why they're depressed. They're told because of what's in popular culture, maybe it's, it's this, maybe you're trans. And then they end up getting hormones, which, I mean, testosterone makes anybody more aggressive, even biological males. They get antidepressants. Now they've got a cocktail of drugs in their mind. They've already been suffering, suffering mental health issues. Then you give them a bunch of testosterone you're going to end up with stories like this and it's and it's tragic. I don't I don't I'm not going to pretend to have the answers, man. You were wise to start off by saying, look, at at first instance all we know is that there was a tragedy, innocent lives lost. That's what we know. But at a certain point, there are enough political elements that we have to say is this a hate crime? Is this does yes, it, it is. does it have the Hands markings down. and characteristics of terrorism and what is terrorism it's violence to intimidate for a certain political goal and what you're talking about a day of vengeance there's a larger ideology of aggression to deal with opponents of transgenderism the language the vile language directed at jk rowling at at um there was a parker a, Posey. yeah she was just in new zealand basically drummed out of the place oh, posey parker posey, posey parker parker, parker posey's an actress <laughs> wait, wait wait what's the name uh, Park, uh, Posey Parker. Posey Parker. Also, it's Kelly Jean, Jean Keenan. <laughs> She's been on the show before. And here's the thing. This is like the same word, but you know. This, this is the... Well, let me slow down. Based on what the police have said about a manifesto yeah. and the targeting of a school, I believe it is beyond a reasonable doubt. 
Now and the timing. You're, you're, Friday is Trans Visibility Day, International Trans Visibility Day. Well, and, and they've, been, they've been calling with social media posts for a day of vengeance, mm-hmm. outright 1st, saying to get weapons. After. Now, here's, here, here's the thing. We need to stop the violence. We need, we need to tone all of this down. The issue is, it is the left. Oh, so you've got people out in the middle of nowhere who are sovereign citizens. There's this guy, as I was going to mention a moment ago. He's, uh, I think he, he's a researcher for like the Anti-Defamation League or something like that. And uh, I followed him for a long time because, you know, I don't mind, you know, I'll see what he has to say when he's reporting on this stuff. Typically, it's like right-wing groups. And he recently argued that the Jews in Germany, he, he, he was effectively arguing they should not have had guns because it wouldn't have mattered anyway. People were, people were, uh, it was, there was a, I think it was Michigan GOP posted that if, uh, you know, that uh, Nazi Germany had been, the, Michigan GOP posted that Nazi Germany took away the guns from Jewish people and that if they had them, they would have been able to fight back. This guy starts tweeting about how there weren't enough Jews anyway, so stop acting like they could have prevented anything. And it's, it's a crazy argument to make. I don't care if it's one versus 100. If, if, if a Jewish person is facing down 100 Nazis, give like let them defend themselves, please. So this mentality among among these people who supposedly oppose hate is what that they were supposed to submit and just roll over and die. It is it is it is absolutely absurd. This is the gun control argument. And so you have here three nine year old children and three faculty members, a janitor. I mean, what did he do to anybody? He has nothing to do with any of this. He's just cleaning. And this person breaks in. I believe it is beyond a reasonable doubt that this is an act of terrorism. It is a hate crime, whatever you want to call it. I don't like hate crimes. I don't like the structure of what they are. A crime's a crime. You shoot somebody, you shoot somebody. Trying to determine motivation is a difficult thing. We know, and if, if it is, then it's, then it's terror. This is what we're seeing right now in this country. We are seeing far-left extremists in Georgia commit acts of terrorism, burning down houses, setting fire to this, this police uh, uh, facility, shooting at cops. We are seeing, uh, over the past several years, with the Summer of Love, just, just endless, it's endless. Mm-hmm. But you get one right-wing riot at the Capitol. And then all of a sudden, that, 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 that is the news and nothing else matters. And it's because the corporate press is covering up for what is clearly a problem that needs to be addressed. And it's mental health. Yeah, I think we've every, been screaming that nonstop. Every for time years. we see one of these mass shootings, I think every time there's pharmaceuticals involved, school shootings I'm talking about, I could be wrong because it's obfuscated. Probably by intent, because the people that sponsored the news are probably Pfizer and Moderna well, and these crazy corporations that are making the drugs that the kids are taking, that they're then they're losing their minds. There's definitely mental health always. I mean, I, I find myself contrasting today's you know tragedy with Uvalde, right? Like the student who was the teenager who was involved in that was, you know, reportedly socially withdrawn. He had anxiety, he had depression. Uh, and then. The other part that I can't stop thinking about is the fact that law enforcement waited to enter the building. Like, I know there's a lot of criticism of law enforcement in today's day and era, and many of it, much of it's justified. But thank goodness law enforcement entered the building here and prevented an even bigger tragedy. Right, six people dying is too many. On the other hand, at least they entered the building. I think that our country has conflated uh, what we should be doing with. How, we per- how we're afraid of being perceived, right? The cops are afraid of what's going on in the building so they don't enter in Texas, but here they enter because we know that they made a mistake. When we look at mental health, we're afraid of seeming uh, bigoted or closed-minded, and so we say, yeah, identify however you want to identify, but really we know that we are doing a disservice to people who are genuinely confused and in distress by letting them 
operate in a gen on a gender spectrum that is ultimately furthering their confusion and, and suffering. Yeah, believe what you like. If you want to think you're a carrot, okay. But if you start taking psychotropics, dude, you got to watch out. Well, it, also, if you think you're a carrot, I'm not going to tell you you're a carrot, right? I want to help you and I don't want you to be in distress, but I'm not going to let you continue to operate in a way that just completely distresses you further. Well, you're an anti-carrot bigot, That's obviously. True. I, I just, but there's a combination of things here. You have, I mean, teenagers, young people, you know, hormones, emotions, fitting in in this crazy world, the stress of social media. It's tough to be a young person. Add in uh, the ideological component. Transgenderism, I believe, is very ideological. And then put in the meds. And that is, and you know what? I I don't talk a lot about MK Ultra or other psycho uh, drug oriented experiments done by authorities. Going back, frankly, a lot of that stuff started the Nazis when they had uh, all this mass of humanity in the death camps. The Nazis did experiments on on humans without their permission, obviously, in Auschwitz and other places. Dr. Joseph Mengele, they called him the Angel of Death. He did experiments on twins. He did experiments on hypothermia. He did all these atrocious experiments. After the Second World War, some of those experiments were picked up by America, by the CIA, and they they continued in this. It, you would say, you could say, it continues to this day in places like Wuhan to do biological experiments, atrocious things. But now it's not just a handful of people. Now it's gone broad. It's gone public. And I think that of course, the real victims here are the shooting victims, but the perpetrator was revved up and weaponized and ideologically directed. If this manifesto is what I fear it is, well, I, th I think it's. Uh, I think it's probably the case that this was a response to Tennessee banning these these surgeries, and I believe that there. I don't want to say too much more than that. I, look, they're they're going to be passing this law. Of course, the Daily Wire played a large role in advocating for this. And we recently had Michael Knowles say that we need to eradicate transgenderism, referring specifically in the context of a speech to the ideology of gender ideology. But of course, that was taken by political opponents and turned into arguments that he was calling for genocide. The interesting thing is, e even if Michael Knowles simply said that, it turns out to have been the other side that went and targeted children in school, which is just needless. It serves no, no, no purpose other than to hurt your own political cause. This is what I've been warning about, man. We need people to, to uh, chill out. But I feel like the Internet is hyper-radicalizing people every single day. And so I want to make sure we stress this point. That's why, you know, people will like to say, simple as a milk toast fence center. Look. I don't think this is about transgender. We got we to make sure we separate woke from trans because we've had trans people on the show who are clearly not woke, clearly not and oppose it outright. You have gays against groomers and then you have their sister organization, trans against groomers. But there are people who are, th this is why I keep saying, I'll put it this way, that woke does not refer to this leftist Marxist theory. That woke is more about the cult-like adherence to left tribal social orthodoxy. Their support for Ukraine has nothing to do with Karl Marx. I mean, like, why, why do they fly the flag? That makes no sense. But there's a strong correlation between those who do and what we would refer to as woke. What we're seeing with these people, I believe, is they're going on the Internet. They're seeking social validation. 
They are finding it in these rules and policies and then pushing themselves further and further into that hyper-radicalized social validation. The example that I often use is when Trump started running for, uh, for office, you know, now, now what, man, this is eight years ago. They wrote an article saying Trump is racist. They get a million views. If they write the same article twice, they don't get a million views the second time. So they have to say Trump is even more racist. Then they have to say Trump is the most racist. Then they have to say Trump is almost as bad as Hitler. Then Trump is as bad as Hitler. And then finally, Trump is worse than. Because if you don't give people more, the same story won't trigger that dopamine hit. This is what's happening to people online. They're posting something. I mean, you, you, this, this, we, we talked about this again with Dylan Mulvaney. If you, if you look at Dylan Mulvaney's TikTok account and go all the way to the beginning, it's animal videos. Animal videos, then Broadway videos, then non-binary, then trans, then time for surgery mm-hmm. and, and the days of girlhood. Like, clearly what you see is, and you, and you can do this for almost any YouTuber. Look at Mr. Beast. You see their early content, and then eventually they figured out what got them social validation and traffic, and then they start adhering to it and escalating more and more and more. That's why I want to say there's a difference between trans people and woke ideology. This, this attack comes from the woke cult. It is an element of the left, things that Democrats support. And I assure you there are going to be, and there are trans people who clearly want nothing to do with this mm-hmm. and would, would be absolutely against this and the woke. Yeah. What percentage of society, adults, no, let's just say all, all society, nine and up is medicated. You guys have any idea? Any numbers? Any ideas? I don't know. I, I think it's over 50%. I'm talking, not talking caffeine. Talking like pharmaceuticals and stuff. I demand a list of the pharmaceuticals that this guy was on, or this girl, this girl this that, is, and, and again, took testosterone or whatever. Well, and, and, and there, real, real quick, there are people I saw in the chat don't understand. This individual who shot up this this church and this Christian school is biologically female, mm-hmm. born a girl, raised a girl, and then recently wanted to be a man and lived at home with her parents right up until the shooting they searched her family's home where she lived with her parents i mean normally you hear we have to have medical intervention at an early age because kids feel suicidal if they're experience this type of gender dysphoria and they especially if they don't are, aren't accepted by their families we hear these things in this case it doesn't seem like this person was rejected by their family right they are suffering but they have support uh i, I agree with you i'd be interested to know what kind of treatment this person was going through what hormones or anything else were going on uh, i think it's important to acknowledge the role social media plays in this i think social media especially for uh people who are prone to anxiety depression or experiencing loneliness can feed sort of the darkest parts of uh what they think they need to do to get social affirmation so if you start seeing videos in the algorithm that say well maybe you're transgender maybe you're gender fluid and you start clicking them you get more of them and then maybe you come out as gender fluid and you get a ton of likes on that post and so your dopamine uh, skyrockets then you up the ante, you keep going. They experience this addiction, and uh, they can literally quantify what kind, of, what level of social acceptance they're experiencing by how well these posts are performing, right? And that is an extremely strange way to measure if you're doing the right thing. That's actually the second of the three reasons I think these things are happening. The first is pharmaceuticals. The second is social media algorithm, twisting things like what Michael Knowles said, et cetera. And the third, I think, is war weariness in that we've created, after 20 years, a broken society of returning veterans that are struggling to raise children because they're freaking out about what they've done, what they've been a part of with this uh, setting up shop in Libya and Iraq and and 
Afghanistan, like this occupation, and we're told that it's just. And so kids are like six, knowing that it's not just, but being gaslit to think that it is. So they turn psycho. Because if you're told as a kid that something is red when it's green, you're going to go psycho. This episode is brought to you by Kia's first three-row all-electric SUV, the Kia EV9. With available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults. With zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute. And available lounge seats that unwind you the next. Visit kia.com slash EV9 to learn more. Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. I mean, I, I think that's an interesting point. I don't think we see any evidence of uh, that in this case as as of yet. Uh, well, the war in Ukraine, for instance. Sure. I think what's happening more is a, a call to a justification for radicalism, right? So if this person is spending a lot of time online and is hearing like, Republicans in your state are out of control, they're passing these crazy laws and we need to act, they are not stopping it. And this person feels as though their their life is sacrificial, right? There's no reason, I mean, you can't enter this building, pull off this kind of plot and not think that you are potentially going to get like hurt, right? So this person went in knowing dying was a possibility. They thought that dying for this cause was worth it. I mean, that is a radical way of thinking. There, go ahead. Uh, I saw a video earlier, I did a segment about it, where it's a uh, trans man crying over being misgendered. And they, they explain how, you know, they, first they show that they've had their, their, their breasts removed in a double mastectomy. And, and I looked at this individual's TikTok account where this video originated and went all the way to the past, like all the way to the first post. And it was a normal looking young woman who was making videos about having crushes on men. And then all of a sudden there's this gradual transformation, which ends with them crying because society does not accept them. And I think what's happening for a lot of people, this is why I say there's a difference. There's a, there's a difference between the Internet's version of things and things. And what I mean by that is this, this individual goes on TikTok and then everyone affirms them and tells them everything they want to hear. Then they go out into the real world and they don't experience that in any way. And it's shocking to someone. If all of your social interactions are, as, as, as Ian mentioned, if everyone tells you growing up it's green, but then it's actually red, you're going to go crazy. If all of your social interactions are telling you green, 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 then you go outside and everyone screams red. You're like, this is wrong. Something doesn't make sense. And so you'll break down, cry and retreat to where everything feels good again, the internet. So this person goes in the real world where they are discernibly biologically female and they experience people being like, hi, ma'am. She, you know, this, this, this woman would like a coffee and they're just shocked as why, why, why anyone would do that. And it's well, in reality, it's very different online. You can get one person of leftist gender ideology from every major city. If you go outside in that major city, you will not find that one person, but online, they all find each other and create a space with now a hundred thousand people in it. So you're surrounded by people cheering you on, clapping and petting you in the back. Then you walk outside and they are nowhere to be found. This is a, a component that is driving people insane. They're going online. I have to ima- imagine it this way. Uh, you want to fit in. The average, you know, weak-willed individual just desperately wants to fit in. They're, they're saying to you, tell me whatever I have to do to be popular. So they go online. They do exactly what they're told to be popular. Now they say, okay, I've done everything they've said. I've gotten all the likes. Let me go outside to the real world and go to a burger joint. 
and all of a sudden they're not getting that same affirmation. There's a disconnect in what they're told they have to be in order to fit in and then going out of the real world and realizing they went so far off into the into the psychotic realm of nonsense, they don't fit in with anyone at all. Think about what's going to happen with AI in video games when people are going to be affirmed into absolute just strange states of being. Did you see the picture? Let, oh, sorry to interrupt. Real, 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 real quick, real quick. Ezra's wearing a suit or, or whatever you would describe it, a suit jacket with a button up. That is a social construct, the style of clothing we wear. In the real world, a suit signifies something. Hannah Claire is wearing a leather jacket. It fits in with certain crowds. It presents a certain image. Imagine if you went online, you're a little kid, and everyone is posting pictures, and they're all dressed like Chef Boyardee. And so the guy who's, who's smiling and chiseled and handsome is dressed like Chef Boyardee. The beautiful women are all dressed like Chef Boyardee. So you order online by clicking a link, Chef Boyardee costume. And you go outside in the real world and everyone laughs at you. Your brain cracks. You're like, this is what life is. How come when I go outside, everything is wrong? The world is broken. And that's driving people insane. Mm -hmm. Man, you talked about AI and, and this artificial generation of like media content. You've got, what is it, like Dolly and uh, OpenAI. And these, there's this picture of the Pope wearing a white puffer coat that's like gone completely universally viral around the world. People thought it was real. It was generated by a computer. But but that's going to happen more and more and more. And you listen to the guy who runs uh, Sam Altman, who's created OpenAI, who's doing ChatGPT. They think that we're going to have like artificial general intelligence by by December, like mm-hmm. that we will be living in a, a manipulatable database. And someone I was posting like, this is just this is it. This is like the slow confusion that leads us to technocracy. And someone was like, you know, the value of outside and just normal life, your immediate surroundings is becoming way more valuable mm-hmm. and, and, and you cherish it and yeah. nurture it. And, and what is the place for ordinary people, for severely normal people in such a world? Severely Yuval, normal people. It's such a great phrase. Well, Yuval Noah Harari, who's sort of the muse, the, the, the uh, brainchild um, the up-and-comer in the World Economic Forum. I would say he's sort of the ideological advisor to Klaus Schwab. He talks about useless people. He talks about millions of people being useless in this new world. Uh, I mean, think about people who will be out out of work when every car and every truck is automatically, you know, autopiloted. And his his advice is, well, drugs and video games will take care of them and have them in this numb state to remove them from the real world. I think one of the funniest circumstances was when anti-lockdown protesters were outside of a hospital and Antifa came and started beating them up, calling them Nazis. It's like, how is it that the people are saying no to the government are the fascists when they're opposing government control? Because it is a cult. So people need to understand this about the communists. That's what they were at the turn of the century, 1900s, when the communists started rising up and and started fighting with nationalists and fascists, and you got these civil wars. It's because you had cults. When you look at these people of this ideology, this is why I say it is adherence to a, is it cult-like adherence to a left liberal social orthodoxy? That's it. Imagine what it must be like to surgically alter your body, thinking that's what society wants of you, and then being told it was the wrong move but knowing you can never go back. Your brain would not allow you to accept that. So I, I, I remember researching this back when I was uh, in my late teens because I'd been you know, in activism and studying stuff, and I wondered why it was that when it came to talking politics, people would get so violently angry 
when I'm sitting there calmly being like, look, X, Y, and Z, they'd go, no. Ah, and I'm like, why are you mad? Like, I'm like, here, I'll pull, let me, let me, let me, let me Google search this and show you the article. And like, here's the news. They get really mad. They won't accept it. Why is it? What I, what I read was, and it's been a long time, so maybe the science has changed, but the idea is when our brains are developing up until about the age of 24, when they start to finally solidify into their final form, like our worldview has, has solidified, it is biologically advantageous to reject new ideas. You have survived into late adulthood. Into, well, technically by our standards, early adulthood, but, you know, for, you know, going back to human evolution, making it at 24, you did it. You survived one of the most dangerous periods, early, early life. Clearly, whatever it is you did worked. Do not reject those things because you could die. And so there was an evolutionary pressure for us to become what we are and then adhere to it. Additionally, there was an evolutionary pressure to reopen our minds in the middle of our lives, hence a midlife crisis. People start adapting and trying new things for, reason, for, for these reasons. So if you go to someone who's 25 or older, maybe 40, and tell them with proof their worldview is incorrect, it will cause them physical and emotional pain, and they will not accept it. They will get angry because when you get emotional, your logic shuts down. Breaking through to these people is very, very difficult. Now you add in the fact that some of these people have physically altered themselves in ways that can never be reversed. It's not just telling someone they bought the wrong product. You know, someone goes out and, and goes to the store and you got to buy me a blender and they buy a microwave. They're going to get angry and be like, oh, I can't believe I did that. Simple fix. You got to go back. But if you surgically alter your body, there's no, there's no going back. And so these people have to maintain that. And this, and this goes beyond just obviously these ideologies. Um, I've talked with several researchers and scientists about modern science. The inability of older scientists to accept new theories is exactly this. I did not dedicate 30 years of my life to being wrong. You will not disprove me. Hence, you end up with deeply political science. Yeah. Egyptology is like that. <clears throat> According to Graham Hancock, he's got a lot of pushback. And uh, I think it's forensic uh, yeah, impressions of teeth or something. There's like one science that they used to use all the time and the system just did not want to change its mind on it. I have to ask, do you think we'll get accusations of dead naming like this person? The media's already done it. The media's already done it. I the haven't media seen already as many said, widespread. Yeah, the USA Today ran a story saying that the media had misgendered and misidentified the trans man. Well, it came out right away that it was a girl that did the mass shooting. Yeah. And it is. It's a woman. It's a girl. I don't know her age. That is also a trans man, apparently, which indicates to me that there was testosterone. I, I want to know. I want to know. I need to know if, how much testosterone was she on. Well, and I wonder how how quickly this will get set aside, right? Like how quickly we had we've had other cases. I mean, uh, I know Benny Johnson pointed this out. I was as soon as this broke in the newsroom, we were talking about it. There was those uh, two teenagers at the at the high school in Colorado, and one identified female identified as a man. Basically, that story immediately died, even though it was a pretty serious. Uh, Aber shooting. Aber Aberdeen, Denver, Colorado Springs, and mm -hmm. now Nashville. Dude, she yeah. shot three nine-year-olds. What? How could this ever go away? That's the most. But they, but what would you do if you saw her lay the gun down at the nine-year-old and you had a, and you were armed watching? What would you do? You, you would kill them. the person. You have to, or stop them. You would stop. You would incapacitate them. You do whatever you can to save those children, and mm -hmm. the police did just that. And it's horrible, and it's crazy to me because. I'm on Facebook, and the leftists on my Facebook are not respecting the pronouns. This, this is the weirdest thing. I'm not going to name some of these people, but I'm like looking at my Facebook, and they're like, what this person did doesn't warrant respect for me. She did this. She did that. Mm -hmm. and, and, they're, and they're celebrating the death. And I'm like, 
This is crazy to me. I'm not happy that anybody died. I'm not happy that the shooter died. I'm not happy that the children died. The sh- it's the shooter's fault yeah. and the shooter had to be stopped. But I'm not even in favor of the death penalty. I, I just, I, it, it is shocking to me that it seems like there are just people who want death. And I'm like, I kind of just want less of it. It's, it's because there's no going back. I believe you made a great point about when they get surgically ill. I don't know. Did she get, did yeah. she have top surgery? Well, I don't know about that. But I'm saying for, for some of these people, like the video I mentioned earlier, the, where the trans woman, trans man is crying because people won't uh, uh, acknowledge or affirm them. It's like, you're, you're not going to get that in the real world. Like, I mean, in, in physical spaces with other people because they don't know what you're talking about. You know, in Scotland, they, they have the Scottish national, uh, uh, the separatists who run the, the, the local authority. It's like a, it's like a state, Scotland. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a country within the UK. And Nicola Sturgeon was the boss. And she was asked a question about a transgender male to female. Let me, let me jump to this story we have from the post-millennial. Breaking Rand Paul staffer stabbed in brutal attack in Washington, D.C. The staff member was repeatedly stabbed with a knife on the 1300 block of H Street Northeast. A statement by Senator Rand Paul confirmed on Monday that a member of his staff was viciously stabbed in broad daylight in D.C. over the weekend. As per the police report, the staff member was repeatedly stabbed on the 1300 block. We read that. The staffer survived the attack. Uh, Quote, I ask you to join Kelly and me. In, this, uh, in praying for a speedy and complete recovery and thanking the first responders, hospital staff, and police for their diligent actions. We are relieved to hear the suspect has been arrested. At this time, we would ask for privacy so everyone can focus on healing and recovery. 42-year-old Glenn Neal of Southeast D.C. was arrested in charge of the assault with the intent to kill. So this news just broke right as we were uh, getting ready for the show. I'm wondering, I don't know if there's been any, been any developments in the identity of this individual, if it was political, but... Um, I'm just going to say what everybody's thinking. Civil War. Tom Lynch from NBC tweeted that the suspect told police he was hearing voices in his head that told him to do this. And that's just another element like we, uh, of, of the very serious mental health crisis we've been having. And I'll, I'll tell you outright. Look, there's a reason why there are many liberals who are disaffected and are voting for Donald Trump. And it's because there's the truth and there's the cult. If you are seeking the truth, you will find that there is a mental health crisis in this country. Most people, I mean, we're seeing diagnoses of mental illnesses skyrocketing among Gen X, millennials, and Gen Z, mostly among millennials and Gen Z, mostly among females. So that is a mental health crisis. We are seeing with these mass shootings, this this escalation over the past few decades, a mental health problem. But when it comes to the liberals and the left, it's a gun control issue. Every, every problem that we experience is just an issue of one surface level component to the left, whereas the right is correctly addressing that we have a cultural problem that is resulting in people being mentally distressed and mentally ill and suffering from mental disorders. Those mental disorders manifest in a bunch of different ways. It might be self-mutilation. It might be, you know, you know people are cutting themselves. It could be outward acts of violence. It could be drug abuse. Uh, Absolutely. Congresswoman Angie Craig of Minnesota was attacked in her in in her the lobby of her apartment building in D.C. Uh, in let's see in early February, and she threw up a cup of hot coffee on this person. She told police he appeared to be talking to himself. He really seemed out of it. She thought he was intoxicated. Maybe there was a mental health component. I mean, people who are in mental distress uh, show signs of that in a lot of different ways, including drug use. What we're seeing online, the hyper-radicalization has been happening for a decade now. It was bad enough in 2018, and now it's 2023, and we're on the fourth 
far leftist extremist attack. Now, the left will come out and say the right has done these and the right has done that. But that's actually not true. A, 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 a loner incel or mentally unwell dude is not an ideologically driven individual. But we've seen it with the past few attacks. We've also seen the ICE facility firebombing from the man who wrote a manifesto saying he was Antifa. He was ideologically motivated to take these actions. So in the real world, most people I meet have no idea what's going on with any of this. And they get by just fine up and until it's on the TV behind them, up and until it's their local restaurants out of business or they can't afford to buy food or the wars are escalating. Too many people are sitting back and ignoring these things. I would be inclined to believe that everything would be okay if it weren't for the fact that we have seen it escalate over the past several years and more and more young people. Here's what I think is happening. You have a certain period where there's a imagine you have at the top the oldest individuals and the youngest individuals up here from Gen X and up. You have people who are not radicalized by the Internet. They live in this world where nothing's going on. They don't know about this stuff. They don't pay attention. Underneath them, it's hyper polarized and hyper radicalized where you're either on one side or you're not. You're either in the cult or you're not. You're either woke or you're fascist. When the older crowd of, of mainly boomers and Gen, and, and Gen Xers age out, stop voting, die off. You know, I, I don't, be, don't, don't mean to be so crass, but uh, pass, pass away. Then you are the only thing holding back full scale crisis collapse shooting in the streets is that right now the country is about half normal people who didn't grow up on the hyper radicalized Internet and about half who are hyper radicalized on the Internet. As we as time goes on, it's not about the, the conflict escalating between factions. It's about the people holding it back, leaving us hmm. and younger people who are more radicalized becoming the norm until you have two different countries fighting each other. And look at the D.A. in Manhattan. What is he but the the prosecutorial expression of this? And if not him, someone else will be a judge. I'm worried that at least one of the checks on this madness was the courts. But I think that in certain blue state, blue jurisdictions, you can't get justice. If Absolutely. Look, look at the January 6th arrestees. And look... I feel like we're playing the communist game right now by calling things left and right. Yes, you're when right. they wrote you're the correct. Patriot Act, you're I was right. like, they're going to turn this on the American yeah, citizens, right. but how? I, right. I visioned it in pockets of little guys and a drone bomb on someone's house, things like that. I didn't picture a bifurcation of society into two ideological concepts. Yeah, you're right. And then one of them is going to be. You're right. And in the UK, they're anti social orders. They, they have this thing, an anti social order? Yeah. And, and they do it, you know, maybe in the name of soccer hooliganism. But now that's applied to anything you, it, the camel puts his nose in the tent and you can't get it out and and i think i think you're exactly right and i retract my use of right and left how do you make a vacation last how do you hold on to the joy the clarity the calm easy you go to aruba you'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. But it's hard to know what language to use. Like, if we want to be able to talk about this correctly, I understand why people tack towards those those words. It it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if we call it left or right. You can call it 
you can call it a freedom or or woke. The idea of left and right is it's a binary. That's the problem. My main problem with it. If you're just saying like that's the group of tall people, that's the group of green shirt people, that's the group of brown dog lovers. Like I'm fine with that. But when you start dividing people, right? Cult and not get, cult. How about like, that? Like binary. Cult and not cult. Still a binary. It's still well, like it, a, because it is because you're down. either in the cult or you're not. But it's not that simple. Like some, it, like it, you said it, earlier, it is. a lot there of there is a cult, and you're either in it or you're there's not. There's a lot of cults. Donald there, Trump is right. a cult. I am referring to the principal faction that adheres to a singular tribal social orthodoxy. I mean, we refer I know, to it as the left. I know a lot of people that are like Trump or die kind of people. Like yes, whatever he says you is are fine. Correct. Like those are and, that, and they're substantially smaller in numbers with no institutional authorities. And I don't care. They are not the cult. I don't care if you, okay, you know, we'll, we'll call them Wabo Babo. There you go. I, I've created up a word for it because you didn't like the word left. I don't care what it's called. It exists. It matters what it's and called. And there is opposition to it. Yeah, but it matters what it's called. Left. It's called left. If you're defining a group as another, as like you're segmented into here and you're segmented into here, there's going to be conflict. It Anytime is. you do it. You can do it with little kids in school. If you give them like you, you guys are like the ones with the power today and you guys are the bad guys. You watch the kids form up and start to punish each other. That's immaterial. The fact is, there is a cult. It exists. And because you don't like that it does, you can't. There are you can't. so many cults is the point. There's all these religious cults, there's social cults, Ian, there's political you're not, cults. You're not actually arguing what we're talking it's about. It's not fair just to put all the blame on one ideology in the system. You know, there's nothing, there's no greater pleasure than to see someone emerge from that and become awake. I, I'd say that's the antidote to being woke is to be, become awake. Let me, let me throw back to the lockdowns, the pandemic for, for my source material here. How many members of the Green Party so what is my party doing supporting Big Pharma? And, and, and in, in my country of Canada, the Liberal Party, whose sacred uh, ideology was pro-choice for abortion, suddenly becoming uh, not for pro My body, my choice doesn't apply for the vax. Labor union activists, solidarity forever, collective bargaining, selling out to the company without, without quarrel. Oh, we'll accept, we'll accept mandatory jabs in the workplace without even a strike or, or, or a grievance. And, and so to see people, and, and I raise that point because there are people who would, would have called themselves people of the left, the Green Party, the Labor Party, the NDP in my country, liberals, who were shaken out of their ideological taxonomy because of what happened during the lockdowns. But let me tell you, there were a lot of lessons, a lot of bad lessons learned by the authoritarians of what they could do and what they could get away with. And I think that that lockdownism and the authoritarianism and the psychological nudging, I think that they, it was the greatest experiment ever done in the West and they learned terrifying lessons that they're gonna implement. And AI is their tool for that, absolutely. Yeah, and TV, I mean, mass media, the way that the, gov the US government controls the mass media. And the, like Biden posted today, the radical house MAGA Republican. And yesterday he tweeted that same thing. Welcome to this special extended TimCast IRL live uncensored starting at nine o'clock instead of starting at 1010 as we normally do. And uh, no bones about it. We took the show down. Um, to put it simply, there's a, there's, a, there's a couple things that can be said. I'll be a little vague with it because there are still rules that apply to us um, as it pertains to YouTube and stuff. And I, I just want to keep things simple. But uh with this story about a trans person committing a mass shooting, we are on the thinnest of thin ice. And you know that this one's got these people steaming. 
There is no there is no way around it. A trans person wrote a manifesto and targeted Christians. It's a terror attack. It's a hate crime. And so I'll just put it simply. We we got to the point where I felt like we like we were that was it. There just to put it simply, if we continue, not only will the show be deleted by YouTube and no one will be able to watch it, but we will probably get a strike inhibiting our ability to do the show for the next two weeks. So this is this is the gambit. It's to uh, go all in or fold. And my my view is at this point, we're at we're at the line. I say fold. Take the show down. Put it up on TimCast.com. We'll do the uncensored version. It's unfortunately going to cut out a lot of the normal viewers who don't know what happened and there's no way I can communicate to them. Or the, the, the gamble is get, the enti- get two weeks of shows taken down instead of one. And that's fucked. And that's YouTube. And that's the shit we're dealing with right now. But I hope you guys get it. We are dealing with a story of massive political ramifications. A transgender person. Trans people right now, I believe, it's, this is what people's, what's going around right now on, on Twitter. Per capita, trans people commit more acts of terrorism than any other demographic. Now, that does sound pretty shocking. Then you realize there's very few trans people. So when you see Antifa, which has a large component of trans individuals, and you see four mass shootings in the past couple of years committed by trans individuals, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And you look at uh, what happened in Georgia. That being said, Crowder has already gotten strikes and been taken down for, I think it was like a couple weeks, because he brought up that trans, uh, uh, that rapists were being transferred to female prisons because they would identify as women and then raping those inmates. So we're at a point where I'm like, I think we're at like, one, two, three, four, five, like, okay, YouTube's going to delete the episode anyway. If, if we want to have this conversation, YouTube will just delete it anyway, so... What we are working on is potential, uh, what's going on? Uh, it looks like the link's broken on TimCast.com. Yeah. The website's going real slow right uh, now. Traffic's crazy high in the website because everyone's looking for us. So, <laughs> so creating pa- other problems. Yeah, part of it I think is just a lot of people on the website. I wanted to just make sure that we checked that uh, it's actually the URL. Uh, I have a broken. Right, it's prompting on, on our side. I've got a broken code where the video should show up. When you go to the members video. Broken code. Yeah, iframe. Oh, I see. Yep, yeah. The code was placed in the wrong spot. Yep. Oh, on visual instead of text. Okay. Okay, it's fixed. Yeah, all right. Let's see what that does. So should we start from the top? Well, I mean, we've already been streaming for three minutes. People yeah, will see the beginning. What yeah, was said was said. Okay. Okay. I update it. And, and that'll create a good buffer zone for people right. to... Uh, I mean, it was showing them the link of where it was. So if right. they were a member, somehow they could find it. Yeah. Uh, is it working now? No. I, I don't I don't know. I'm not really sure. I can't check uh, it right now. It wow, is, it is the... true. The website is completely overloaded. We should. Yeah, I'm gonna, struggling to update the, the page with written. the correct link because the website, website is overloaded. Wonder, yeah, People want to hear from Ezra. <laughs> no, I do too. It's it's gonna cause it's gonna cause lag almost no matter what. I think everyone that's watching the show. Wow, is I'm trying to update. This is crazy. Just, yeah, it's gonna take a while. Dude, you guys are champions. This is what it's all about, man. When the shit hits the fan, there we go. People check it now. Together. Check it now. Okay, is it working? Uh, hold on, I gotta. I gotta hey, some people found it. I like six people are watching. See, it's more exclusive now. <laughs> this is why they're members for their prime jump through hoops, get through the lag. It should be working. Is it working? Um, can you check hand for me? Quick, go there. Yeah, let me see. I mean, I guess we'll see if we go to the actual. 
Timcast is just really slow for me right now. Uh, yeah, because everybody who was watching the show is a lot of people. Yeah, it's gonna because there's like forty thousand people that are gonna just like be like, "What happened?" I just messaged the de- one of our developers about it, and I think me clicking on Timcast right now is not necessarily helping part of the problem right now. But it's mostly like the tens of thousands of people clicking on it, probably. Yeah, I mean, if says if people are saying, "I'm in," is it live? I'm in the initial upload didn't work out, but. Um, I mean, I, I guess oh, it's, there it is. Yeah, honestly, it's that's, that's on me. If I it is it working. Wrong, yeah. yeah, slow load, load, load time, but the video's there. Slow load time, and I am seeing now it is working. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, thanks for hanging out through the technical difficulties. The good news is the app is basically done. We're just waiting on approval if we get it from the the app stores. And um, our ultimate goal is to create basically an in-app chat function, much like Discord, for people to communicate. And um, but uh, we may actually just build our own Discord. Yeah, like yeah, our own awesome. version of yeah. chat, our own yeah. chat app. It's not too complicated. We could take yeah. Matrix Protocol or the Element. Let's do it. Which is open source and start if, working if on If you want to reach out, because my thing is we, we should create an open source version of it that's free to use. So that way anybody can use it without fear of being banned and they can utilize this community building tool. Yeah, that's what um, that's what Element is. It's based on the Matrix Protocol and it, it, it's pretty shitty because you can't like pin posts or anything. It's real like bare bones, but we could start building it out. Yeah. And, uh, and I will also stress for the people who are members of the Elite Club at TimCast.com, we are trying to figure out how to get beta testing capabilities to you guys. We're going to be planning uh, meetups in, uh, in Austin and then potentially other meetups. And then once we get, maybe in a couple of months, we'll have the cafe open because we just went over all the plans. It's looking pretty good. So anyway, welcome to the Uncensored Show with Ezra Levant. Uh, how's it going, man? Tim, it's going great. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> All things considered, would, would you like some whiskey? Are you, you okay? Know, free speech is the is the essential front line. It's the strategic freedom upon which all other freedoms are built, and uh, and it's tough. It's tough because the other side knows it, and they control a lot of the forums. And I, I deeply respect the way you approach it. I love the fact that you bifurcate the show. You have the YouTube version, then you have the real deal. For, for members, and I, I salute what you built. Dude, it's it's extremely concerning that the censorship of social media and that people haven't jumped on treating it like a common carrier or something to yeah. open out uh, competition and, and give. Because, like, yeah, fucking guy that wants owns YouTube wants to ban me off YouTube, ban me off YouTube, but I should have access to my own version of YouTube that I can make. Because that's like, you can't just stop me from driving on the roads. You know, there are other sites, Rumble, and I, I respect those guys. When, when they were leaned on to delete Russia today, that's, that's a Putin state broadcaster, and they said, no, we're going to let our viewers make the choices for themselves. You can only imagine how much pressure they were under, not just the regular politically correct woke pressure, but the entire military-industrial complex, the State Department, the Pentagon. I'm, I was actually stunned that they, I'd never seen such an act of corporate courage. But who's in Rumble? They have Russell Brand and Tulsi Gabbard and, and folks like that, but it is not a mass, mass, it's not the public square. I hope they become the public square, but they're not there yet. So it is important to be able to swim in the big ocean with everyone else. And that's why maintaining the YouTube uh, access is so important. I understand that. And it's a private company, so it is the public square. But it's fucking in currently de facto private company, which is fucking ins- I mean, I, I'm not trying to strip these people from ownership. Fine. If you want to own the public square, but you treat it as a public square. You better treat it as a public square if you're going to well, own that shit. Well, you know, I'm not an expert in Section 230 of the Communications Decency Act, but that protection 
for internet companies was basically, so if someone put something on uh, a website and the internet service provider didn't know it, you couldn't sue them. They weren't treated like an actual publisher. They were treated more like the owner of a cork billboard, uh, like a cork board that anyone could put a, you know, missing dog or guitar lesson sign on. The guy who puts the cork board up is not going to be liable for the content of people sticking it up there. It was a platform, not a publisher. But I think that tech companies these days, by their deep curation and their political censorship, are de facto publishers. And I don't know if they should have the immunity that Section 230 gives them. I, I they, do, think they shouldn't. I, yeah, I agree. I mean, at least we got record numbers on the uh, the live show with the uncensored portion. Well, show. you know, look, we're we're the, uh, let's just let's just break it down for everybody. A lot of people are like, "How come you don't just stream exclusively to Rumble, or why don't you just go on Rumble?" Rumble's uh, an echo chamber. Yeah. I got no problem with Rumble. I think Rumble's fantastic. We're on Rumble right now. We use Rumble infrastructure for our website. Mm-hmm. We use Rumble servers for our website. We use Rumble video player. But Rumble as as a place to do the show is an echo chamber, and so there's there's two big issues. If we go exclusive there, are we cutting ourselves off from mainstream and younger people? Yes. Because YouTube skews very young. It's the most popular social media app used by young people. And are we cutting ourselves off hoping that we'll maintain an audience on Rumble? We may. Um, we may cut ourselves off. The other issue is if we do a split stream, which we may do, we you know, do on all platforms. Mm-hmm. But what happens then is people will decide to go off of YouTube yeah. YouTube will then see lower traffic causing us to be smacked down in the algorithm. And then once again, we get cut off from younger people and those who would discover the show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're, what we're trying to do is make sure as many people as possible discover the show. Yeah. And if that means we can then direct people to Rumble and to other platforms, we're better off. I, I don't like this idea that everybody has where they're like, everyone move to Rumble. Yeah. And I'm like, but then you're you're fleeing the yeah. battleground. Yeah. Like we we've got to win that space back. Yeah, you're seating ground. Oh, oh, and and that was my point. You've got you've got like-minded people there, but the whole point is to get people who aren't even political, to get people who don't even think in terms of Republican or Democrat, yeah. people whose volume knobs aren't turned up to ten all the time. Hey, can I ask you just out of curiosity your views on on TikTok? Do you have thoughts on ban it? Uh, ban it. And can and, I ask and, your thoughts? You don't see it as free speech argument. Nope. Uh, I'm 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 not an anarchist. I'm not a hardcore big L libertarian. I am. I come from a traditional liberal space. I believe community is important. I believe there is a degree of legitimate authority. People, it's funny because then the libertarians are like, Tim's a statist. And I'm like, I wouldn't call myself a statist. Like I'm not in the authoritarian spectrum. I'm on the libertarian spectrum. But conservatives get this. And there used to be sane liberals who got this. We do have to have some degree of authority. Like, there's a viral video right now where there's this guy yelling at a cop. And the cop's got like his pepper spray and he's going to spray him. And the guy's like, he's like, what are you doing, man? I didn't, and you know, all I did was uh, you're accusing me of speeding and now you're going to attack me like in this way and everything. People post that video and they're like, oh, look, these cops are the bad guys. And it's like, well, I got to be honest. I watch that video on these cops. I roll my eyes at them. I'm like, dude, don't give, 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 give the guy's ticket. But apparently the context of the story is the cop pulled the guy over for speeding. And then the guy refused to show his ID or insurance and cooperate. And it's like, bro, you were speeding. Like, fuck off. Cop pulls you over because you're speeding. If it's a quota thing to make money, it's bullshit. If you were legitimately going 15, in the video he says, I was, you're accusing me of going 65 and a 50. And I'm like, well, that's 15 over, dude. Now, we can have the argument about whether there should be speed limits and all that stuff. And fair point, fair point. I, don't, I actually don't know if I agree with speed limits, to be completely honest. Because I think it just, like, people should be 
I'll, t- I'll tell you this. We didn't used to have stop signs. And people, everyone would slow down at intersections to avoid getting hit. Then we're like, let's make stop signs. And now people blow stop signs and get hit. So my point is this. There's a degree of authority that I expect the government to actually have. It's a limited amount. It's small, but it's not none. So with TikTok, a foreign funded manipulative social app, which is seeping in, controlled by our adversaries, stealing our data, spying on journalists and manipulating our young people. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Ban it. Look, I get it. Facebook's bad enough. They steal our data, but at least they're like under the under our boot. CIA, not PLA. Yeah, no, I mean, sure. I don't like the CIA. I don't like what they do. But I will take them over over the Communist yeah. Party of China any any day. What are your thoughts on on Twitter? I want to be hopeful. I want to be white pilled. I know that Elon Musk is exposed to China through Tesla. Like he's got a big, yep. He's he's vulnerable there, and 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 that's the one thing he gets nervous about. He's, he's he speaks from the heart. I think when he's asked personal questions, you see him clam up on that. Do you th- what do you make of what he's done? I was shocked that he that like he actually Elon. went through with it. I think he's doing a great job. Uh, he's he's going to release the algorithmic source code you know, of Twitter to show people how it's, how it controls what they see and things like that. I think that's really, really important. Um, I don't want to deviate too much from the actual core subject from tonight though. And I think the reason we got into the social media censorship obviously is because, um, and I'll stress again, we took the show down because we were basically at the point where it's like, you know, like I said, go all in or fold. Let me tap on. Oh, sorry. Well, no, but I want to, I wanted to go back to the, the, yeah, before we do, let me tap on this TikTok thing. It's been on my mind a lot. They try to pass this thing called the restrict act right now. It's in the Senate, the U S Senate, the the house has put it in the Senate and it gives the chancellor of commerce, basically the department of commerce, head of the department of commerce, the ability to decide like if something is national security risk, they can ban it on media. It's basically like a Patriot act. So the way they're trying to ban TikTok is with this excessive authoritarian power by giving a single individual or two people the power to ban networks or individuals off networks if they're national threats to security what they that's not the right way to ban tiktok what you got to do in my opinion is you say foreign company that's beyond x amount of users social media you have to free your source code to function in the united states so we can watch it and what they'll say is no and they'll shut themselves down and then they'll look like the bad guy rather than make us look like this fucking totalitarian idiot so that's what you should do is free that shit or for, legislate that they have to free their code to work in the United States. They won't do it. They'll shut themselves they, down. Right. And you're, you're right. That's what they said. Mm-hmm. They told them, will you will you share the code so we understand what you're doing? And he was like, mm, well, uh, I'll talk to them and get back to you. They're not going to fucking do it. They yeah, won't no do way. it. No, no, they'll shut it down. That's the tactic. Yeah. Play the art of war game, though. Make them put the ball in their court. Make them look like the bad guy. So um, segueing back into the, the the main subject matter of the night, which is this this. Uh, uh, trans person commits attack. We got a strike on Facebook. Uh, I think it was last week. It was last week, yeah. And that uh, is really, really bad. So here's how it works. We start a show. Starts with me on YouTube. Talk, you know, well, it started with me on like streaming platforms. I worked for Vice for a little bit. Make a YouTube channel. Start complaining on the internet. Makes money. I then start complaining on the internet more. Makes more money. I then start a nightly show to complain on the internet with friends. Makes a lot of money. The friends need to be paid. Website needs to exist so that we can create a space like we can actually monetize it because we were, we, were, we were only YouTube ad revenue. Very dangerous. YouTube bans us. Company's gone. Launch a website. Well, got to hire people to maintain the website. So we hire employees. We get to the point where we're like, okay, we've only ever posted to YouTube. We need other social media platforms like Instagram and Facebook. We need to be making shorts and reels and doing all these things to maximize our reach and get people to watch the show. We want people to hear these ideas. We want to win the culture war. Got to hire people to do it. What happens when YouTube suspends us for a week? And they did. We lost a 
fuckload of money that we use to pay our employees. So when YouTube took us down and did not tell us why, we believe it was related to talking about trans people. And holy shit, like, go watch the Daily Wire and see what they say about trans people. We didn't go that far. But they gave us a seven-day suspension, taking away a week's worth of pay. And that meant I'm like, okay, we've got to take money from other areas of the company and other budgets to fill that gap now. When did that happen? That happened a week ago. Wait, you just said YouTube. I'm you sorry, Facebook. Facebook. Oh, okay. Sorry, Facebook. 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 Not YouTube. Yeah. My, my mistake. Facebook suspended us for one week, and we don't know why. So that's a week, a whole week from one video. We put up like eight videos per day, mm-hmm. and because of one video, that, prob- that that's only a small fraction, we lose an entire week of, of revenue. When we hire people to work on a platform to produce content, their salaries are paid by the monetization. Like if you hire a guy to make coffee and sell coffee, you're paying a salary with the coffee that he sells and then using the money for other areas or like for, for repairing coffee machines. And then a small percent goes to profit. These leftists don't get it. Profit margins for coffee shops are microscopic 5%. And they're like, that's the person who works there should get all the money. They fucking do. Labor costs are like 95% of everything. Mm -hmm. Anyway. You know, there's a saying, you can't save the world if you can't pay the rent. Yeah. And that's the burden of the boss. And everyone else is a critic, but at the end of the day, and I, you know, Rebel News, it's not as big as Tim Cast, but it's it's a thing in Canada. It's proportionately, it's it's probably bigger. Yeah, but you know, the burden of being the boss is you got to make payroll, and that's what's worried me every single day. And when we were demonetized, we did, we shrunk, and and I think that uh, I'm not going to say right and left. I'm going to say woke media. I'm going to follow your advice there. They get a lot of dough through venture capital that I think is a kind of money laundering. Oh, I agree. What do I mean by that? When Hillary Clinton gets a speech for a quarter million bucks, which she used to do all the time, is that really a speech that you haven't heard a hundred times before? That's really your way of giving a quarter million bucks to her so you can get your phone call answered. That's money laundering. It's like Hunter Biden's paintings. And so when, <laughs> when a VC shovels a hundred million bucks into a woke online news or opinion site that is really doesn't connect with its audience. It's a form of political money laundering. It's a kind of super PAC, except for it looks like a legit business. And if you're truly independent, you don't get that dough. I don't know your finances. I don't know how Tim Cash works. I, I got Members. Big, there you go. And you know, that's the most honest, most ethical way. And we do ours through crowdfunding. We were totally demonetized. We had, I think, 1.6 million YouTube subscribers. We still have them. We don't make a penny out of it. So we go to the crowdfunding model, which has its pluses and minuses. People squawk. They say, oh, you're always asking for a buck. Oh, you're always asking for a subscription. Well, you know what? You either get it from an oligarch. Well, it's not. It's Or you get it from a, 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 a conglomerate company or you earn it. A viewer at a time. That's the most ethical way to do journalism is what you're doing. I just, anybody who says, like, I'm not paying for this, I just say, I don't care. Like, don't dude, care. if I opened a pizza shop and you came in and said, give me, t- you make you make my pizza for free, I'd be like, no. Well, not just <laughs> It costs that, me money, dude. But he doesn't understand that the media he's getting for free, he's getting it for free for a reason. Either he is what's being sold, TikTok, right. Facebook, Instagram, yeah. Twitter, <laughs> or he is the audience that is being sold by a, a VC propagandist woke outfit you there is always commerce going on you either know it or you don't that's why our sponsor for the night was public square uh public sq.com we're going to give them a freebie we'll do another ad tomorrow because i'm a big fan of theirs and you know we want i, I want to shout them out so it's really cool they sponsored the show but public square you can find companies that you you can shop at where you're giving money to to, to good people who, who agree with you and believe in what you do uh and what we believe 
Uh, we have very few sponsors at all. I don't want yeah. to sell my audience as a product. I want to sell my company to my audience as the product. Right. So for the people who are members, you're paying 10 bucks a month to purchase the pizza that our pizza shop makes, which is us complaining on the internet. On YouTube, you're not <laughs> only self-deprecating. Your, you're not, what's that? <laughs> I said I'm being a little self-deprecating. That was good. Well, it's from time to time. On YouTube, they're, they're, not only are they harvesting user data, and that's one price that you're paying is that your algorithms are being taken and you're being measured from a distance without your knowledge. But they also, Google bought the thing, subsidized the thing, because they know that controlling the flow of information is more valuable than money. Relative, it is, it is. Because if you think that, if you make people believe that that food is poison, then you can just go take that food. No one's going to bother you. So they, they're, they're controlling how people see things, what people can see. Mm -hmm. It's a very powerful uh, tool. And that's, that's the cost, is that you're being controlled and manipulated when you, when you bow not, down to free media. It's not really free. It's coming from somewhere. Yes, it, yeah. it's costing you your mind uh, space. Ezra, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about uh, how Rebel Media got started. I mean, because I think a lot of people want to affect change, especially when they're frustrated with the news. And you have really done that in Canada. I mean, you guys, I can't even think of uh, a direct comparison competitor. You know, I used to have a real TV show on real TV. Mm -hmm. Every night I was on for an hour, if you can believe it, on something called the Sun News Network. It was owned by an oligarch in Canada, but he gave us a lot of freedom. And there was 200 of us. It was on real TV. Um, and then our broadcast regulator basically aborted the project. Mm -hmm. And so we, we all went in on the last day to get our severance. And I said to some of my team, you, 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 come to my place, let's try and do this on the internet. It was 2015, so not, I mean, not really early days, but early-ish. So early-ish, yeah. And Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. For, we, we did it for a week. We tried journalism with, you know, just reporting style, like in the field. And then we tried our first crowdfund. I sent an email to our, our people and I said, look, Sun News Network died chip in a few bucks if you want us to live and they did and and we and we build up lists of people who we think are interested in different issues and we email them to chip in for example mm -hmm. we went to davos for the world economic forum a couple months ago people wanted to see that and i said here's our budget you know it costs us this amount of money to send people there help us pay it and by the way if you oversubscribe we'll put that money towards other costs that's sort of our model is some of our crowd funds don't make it. Some break even. Some make a surplus, and we apply that. And so we got forty-seven people in the company yeah. that live primarily off crowdfunding because we're completely demonetized by the social media companies. Our motto is telling the other side of the story. In Canada, they don't do that very much. Yeah. And I, I don't want to talk too much about Rebel News. Uh, I mean, because I mean, maybe you can talk about Canadians. Do Canadians feel like they are being offered? alternative points of view. I think they're hungry for it. That's right. And here's here's what gave birth to Rebel News. And there's now a few other independent media in Canada too. You refer to the post-millennial. They're largely American now, but they yeah. did some good work in Canada. We're hanging out with Libby earlier. There's, Libby's great. The, the bad news about Canada, and this is the warning I have for America, is do not let government regulate your media more than it is. And certainly do not let government subsidize it. Justin Trudeau was elected in 2015. And I, would, I always like to say his electoral base is the media. So what did he do for his base? 
He said, I'm going to give you hundreds of millions of dollars to make up for the internet that's destroying you. And they embrace that. And so most newspapers in Canada, about a third of their money comes directly from the federal government. Well, how do you think that changes their coverage of the federal government? And now he's saying, well, I'm going to get Facebook and Google YouTube to cough up another third. And I'm going to pass a, a bill that says by linking to your content, they're using your content, they should pay for that. Facebook doesn't want to do that. They say linking is the essence of the internet. We're doing a favor to publishers by linking. But Trudeau says, no, I'm going to take these big tech giants and make them pay their fair share. So soon, if he gets his way, the average newsroom in Canada, a third of the money will come from Trudeau. A third of the money will come from Zuckerberg and big tech. Well, you have just tamed the industry. And now all of the entire journalistic class, when I say 99% of the media in Canada is on the dole, I am not exaggerating. It's actually more than that. I only know three companies that don't take the dough. What companies? Our, ours, uh, something called True North, TNC.news, and Western Standard.news. Uh, They're all ind independent guys. Because it's so tempting. If someone said, Tim, here's $2 million a year from Joe Biden, who, you'd have to be a strong man to say no to that. Uh, yeah, I'd easily I mean, you would that. because that would destroy your reputation and no other person. Oh, I don't even give care you. about that. Fuck that guy. Okay, but if, you're making a go of it. But in Canada... <clears throat> I, hope, I, hope, I hope all the my employees know this, that if... Joe Biden or any government agent came to me and said, your choices are we destroy your company and erase it overnight, or you take the $2 million from us. I'd be like, buddy, I got a fishing pole. I'll be in my van down by the river. Go fuck yourself. And that, first of all, I believe you. Second of all, that is the reason you're successful is, is because people believe you and you can never lose that. And that if we were to take the money, it would destroy us overnight. Our motto is telling the other side of the story. You can't say that. And the reason we were able to cover the trucker convoy in the way we did is because we didn't take any government money. And so we were the only one of the only people in the country who were able to take a contrarian view. I don't want to take sponsors. You know, my fear is we're going to get a company. And what, what they do is this is also why I don't want to sign with any of these companies. One day, someone's going to come to you. You're going to sign a deal with, na name any company. I don't want to call anybody out by name, but I'm saying just pick any one of these big media companies and the CEO or the COO or someone's going to come to you and be like, hey, dude, uh, Ian, man, look, you know, we love the show. You rock, Ian, Graphene, but we got a new sponsor and it is a, it's an aluminum company. And that Graphene talk is, well, they don't like it because they're sponsoring the show. So I'm not trying. I'm not trying to say like you you shouldn't, but like, we got to pay the bills, right, man? So why don't you lay off the graphene stuff for a little bit? So these aluminum sponsors, that's what happens with all these big companies when you have sponsors. They'll come in and they'll be like, look, or or worse still, when the adpocalypse happened and we were getting demonetized like crazy. I'm like, fuck, we didn't even do anything wrong. We don't break the rules. They're taking our ads away. Some Antifa person's going to come in. They're going to be like, you know, Ian talks about graphene. That's a dog whistle for Nazi bullshit. And then all of a sudden your ads are gone. Fuck them. You do not want your audience to be your product. You want your commentary and your news to be your product. And you want to sell it. So we, here's why YouTube is important for us. It's how we market. It's how we say, hey, support our work and we'll do more. And it's free for you. And we do get ad revenue through YouTube. But I don't give a shit when they demonetize us. I'm like, eh, fuck it, I don't care. It's the blocking, it's the strikes, it's the, de it's, hey, can I, I want Shutting the show down for a week, we would then just go to Rumble or whatever. But that's still like, 
If we can maximize our reach to the younger generation by being on YouTube, I have to do it. As long as you can for every minute that you can. We've been demonetized for five years now. We still put things on YouTube. We're not everything because that, like you say, we want to get them climbing up that ladder. Step one is watch your video. Then maybe come over to the website. Then maybe get involved. Can I tell you some news from the future? It's bad. Sure. I, 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 I love I, having a time travel. Somehow say sometimes <laughs> Canada's a time machine because we're doing terrible things now that if you're not careful might happen in your country in a few years. This government subsidy of journalism, this forcing big tech to subsidize journalism, it's so tempting to the publishers, especially corporate media who don't care about anything other than the rate of return. They don't care about editorial integrity. What do they care? But I want to tell you, if I may, and I don't want to get too technical, but there is a law that Justin Trudeau is passing, and I've got it on my screen here. I'm not going to read a lot. I just want to read one paragraph to you, because I think it. I think you should, I mean, whatever you care about Canada, I want you to care about, could this come to America? And I think it could. In Canada, I, I said Trudeau gives out a lot of dough to every media except for three. And they, they ban rebel news from certain things. They've introduced a journalism license. Now, they don't call it that, but they call it something even worse, the QCJO, Qualified Canadian Journalism Organization. And it's decided by our version of the IRS. You have to apply to our IRS, the Canada Revenue Agency, for this QCJO news license, Qualified Canadian Journalism Jeez. Organization. And, and so I did, because I wanted to see. So they had a panel of experts, including a professor, review hundreds of our stories and do an analysis of it. And they said, less than 1% of what you do is legitimate news. Oh, bullshit. We're appealing legally. There's no way to say what we do isn't news, but yet to grant this QCJO news license to every woke media in the country that has it. Yeah. Here's what the QCJO does. Obviously, it gets you that government money. Obviously, it gets you that YouTube, Facebook money. Now, we wouldn't take government money. We would never. It gives you accreditation to press conferences from which we are banned. But here's what scares me, and I'm going to read from section 1.1 sub 1E. I got it right here on my screen. And this is legalese, but I know you'll be able to see the words. It's just, it's just two sentences. The commission that Trudeau sets up may make orders imposing conditions on the carrying of the broadcasting. So they call YouTube, Facebook broadcasters. So the government can order the broadcasters. Here's the money quote. The presentation of pro, you know, uh, to implement policy, including conditions respecting, here it is, the presentation of programs and programming services for selection by the public, including the showcasing and discoverability. So the QC, so t not only does it regulate QCJO, but if you have it, mm -hmm. the government will compel Facebook and YouTube, Google to boost QCJO wow. trusted journalists. Yep. And if you do not have QCJO, hello, then it will be ordered, the government will order YouTube, Google, Facebook to de-boost you because you're not a qualified listen, Canadian journalist. Listen. Holy shit. This is the Restrict Act in the uh, US. Uh, yes. Yeah, this it's is crazy same shit. same fucking parallel but, but, legislation. And, and, I want, and we'll put a tag in it because give me 10 seconds. Quebec had the chance to join the revolution. You know that, right? <laughs> the 13th, we, we had 13 colonies. They were the 14th. And when we went to them, they were like, nah, fuck off. And we were like, all right, I guess. Yeah. And then we all said, fuck you to the crown, got our own shit together. And well, I don't know if you're from, you know, Quebec or Montreal or whatever, but no. you know, that, that portion of the country, you had, they had an out that portion of the country, they could have left. And it's funny because of that, because the independence movement, 
I don't know if that's still a thing. Is that a thing? It, it, they like to keep it bubbling a bit, but I don't think they're serious. They could have been North America. Well, they are North America. They could have been North United States. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the Restrict Act. Dude, what the, the this TikTok ban is not a TikTok ban. And Ian's been talking about it for, for quite a bit. So, so lay it on us, brother. Well, I, I heard about it and I was like, well, I didn't hear anything about this. Now it's already in the Senate. So the, the House has already passed it. Uh, so messaging Matt really Gates. Really quickly, yeah. Yeah, I feel like we need to have Thomas Massey on as an emergency to talk about this in public. But I, I started reading it. And I'm like, okay, section two is just a bunch of definitions. Yawn. They're, they want people to stop reading. Hold on real, real quick. The Restrict Act is what they're saying, ban TikTok on. Yeah, this is the ban TikTok thing. They're this like, is... we're going to ban TikTok. Here's the bill. Because... And then everyone goes, yay. And then but you it's read not it. Really. It's Patriot Act 2.0. They want to give power. So theoretically, they would ban yes, TikTok. Yes, because with this bill, if it passes, you could ban TikTok with it. Right. But you could also ban Facebook. Yeah. You could ban anything. It's fucking insane. Wait, wait. <laughs> we could. <laughs> yeah, and you could ban any user off I'll any network. Facebook. Unless I'm somehow not understanding this. But let me let me pull up some, some of the ridiculousness. And if... I'll try and find it on Twitter yeah, while you're doing awesome. it. awesome. Read along. This is kind of what I thought, too, just, just from casual perusing of it. So. so they're setting up the secretary who has all this power, the secretary of commerce is who they're talking about. One of the secretary of commerce, immense power, similar with the fucking IRS of Canada. This, this thing is all about commerce. Uh, they're, they're staging it as a commerce thing. Um, uh, anyone that poses an undue or unacceptable risk of, this is, this is 3A1C, interfering in or altering the result or reported result of a federal election, interfering with the reported result of a federal election. So if I make a video, if I make a video and say, hey, everyone, I don't like the way that election looks. Let's do a recount. I'm interfering with the projected result, mm-hmm. with, with the reported result. They could it's ban intentionally me. intentionally vague so that they could flag anything they wanted to. You know, and, and they will never say ban conservative, ban freedom. They'll never say that. They'll say ban misinformation. Yeah, it goes on. Ban low quality, untrustworthy, da- banned things that are foreign interference. Oh, you're a Russian, right. obviously. So they gi- Go ahead. Oh, they give all these little specifics like what you're saying, but then they start to give the broad shit like uh, it's Section 3A2, anyone that otherwise poses an undue risk or unacceptable risk to the national security of the United States or let the me, safety of the United States persons. What? Let me pull up this thread what, real quick. Who decides that? Let, let, so I have this, uh, this thread reader app from Dr. Lynn Finderella. I don't know who that is, but people were sharing this. She writes, everyone needs to hear about the Restrict Act. The bill is also currently known as the TikTok ban by many, but it looks as though we were all deceived again. The TikTok ban is nothing but a distraction while they try to push the Restrict Act below. If this bill gets passed, we lose almost all privacy we have. The attached screenshots highlight only a few of my concerns with this bill. Any software, hardware, or any other product or service integral to the telecommunications product and services with over 1 million users, with over 1 million users would allow would now be at the government's disposal to review, prosecute, and take possession of. They can review any and all of your personal information without even notifying you they are doing so. They can ban any game, application, or thing they deem fit if it, quote, poses a risk. They say it includes services like ring doorbell and in-home security cameras. A VPN won't help you on this either. If caught using a privacy device, you face up to 20 years in prison and or up to $1 million in fines. So holy shit, to put it simply. I don't yeah. know how it passed the House. I mean, I'm absolutely shocked with the Republican House how this because no, no, when people don't pay attention to this stuff, and mm-hmm. you've only got what 50 good Republicans. So I'm that's why I'm wondering about paying attention. Like, should I start banging, banging, banging on this thing? I don't yeah, know how I long think it sits worse. in the Senate. I think restrict is terrible. I actually don't mind the idea of banning TikTok, but I don't think this is the way to go about it. Right? We yeah. are going about it in a way that endangers personal privacy and free and, and generally freedoms. I think TikTok is malicious. I think personally that it is not a good thing to have in the US, but I don't think giving additional power to the federal government 
especially uh, insofar as they can review any of your private data, is a good idea. And kind of if it's about it. TikTok, what's that got to do with you criticizing the re reporting of an election. Yeah, right. I thought this was about TikTok. You're talking about American things. Yeah, they're insinuating that it would be Chinese people on TikTok doing it. And that's the only reason this general thing about anyone that challenges the reported result of an election can be banned off of social media. What are you fucking? And if, if their network refuses to ban me, then they can ban the network. The entire fucking network. They can, they can blackmail the fuck. I, I, I. I just want to bring <laughs> awareness to the senators that this is what's in here. This is the first section in the fucking bill. I pulled up two things in the first section. And it's already in the Senate. Yeah. So He's where's where, where's Rand Paul? You know, I tell you, between Massey and Paul, Kentucky's lifting a heavy load for freedom. These days. <laughs> I tagged them God both. Bless Kentucky. I didn't know who yeah, else seriously. to tag. I tagged Tom and, and Rand and Matt Gates. And I'm like, please tell anyone you well, know. I mean, Gates is, I mean, if it's past the House. Like yeah, what's, yeah it's he probably knows senators. So I'm just like, Matt, if you yeah, know yeah, people yeah, yeah, and you want to sure. like shake this around. But I think Thomas Massey, he just needs a platform to explain. Right. He's very good at it. Right. He knows. He reads the bills. Yep, true. I don't know how long do bills sit in the Senate. I'm, I'm, I'm well, concerned. Some bills never make it out of committee, right? Like this, this bill progressed pretty quickly. It was yeah. introduced this year and made it out. There are bills that got introduced three years ago and they'll finally vote on them eventually. Like it's not a guarantee just because you introduce it that it'll survive. Correct. Yeah. I stopped reading the bill after those two parts. I, I, I should probably just read the whole enough, thing coming right? to memory. It's so long and yeah. fucking boring. And they, they, what they do is in the beginning the, of the, the bill, they give you 15 words. And they're like, each of these though. words means something. These long paragraphs is the definitions of each of these words. So as you go through, you got to kind of find the word. They capitalize the words. I will say I will say that is normal. They do define the terms of the bill because they're so legalistic. Obviously, it is And I understand lot. why when you read because you need definitions without making every sure. section verbose and repeating right. definitions over and over again. But it is very confusing. And I'm sure they're happy to keep out the people that don't have the mind space to read this shit mm. or the glucose or whatever it is. You know, I, I'm worried about this. I haven't heard of this bill before. I, I just skimmed it as we were talking there. And I, I think it is worrisome. I think it is the Patriot Act for social media. But I think that the misinformation and the fact-checking industry ha is far more insidious than you know. I'm, I'm up in Canada. I've, got nothing. I've never been to Arkansas in my life, never been to Little Rock. I know nothing about it other than that's where Bill Clinton's from. And then one day I get a, a note from someone down at the University of Arkansas in Little Rock that there's a defense contractor down there that's been hired to do a workup on Rebel News. What? Rebel News? Yeah. And I, I, I get an access to information lawyer in Arkansas and I get the documents. They were hired by the U.S. Navy intelligence to do a report on Rebel News. I, I, I like the U.S. Navy. I, I'm not an enemy. I'm not like a... a Chinese aircraft carrier they should focus on. What is going on? My first thought was, oh, I know, this is a five eyes move where Canada asked Russia, sorry, Canada asked America to spy on Trudeau's enemies yep. and in return Trudeau will, will, like, what have I got to do with the U.S. Navy? Nothing, and that's the point. That's why they do it, probably as a, a favor for Trudeau. And and I I read it, it's full of junk. I mean, there's so many factual errors about it, so it's sort of laughable. But the more we look, and, and you see this coming out of the Twitter files, the Pentagon, they want to own the information space. But they're not targeting China or Russia. Maybe they are, but they're tar targeting domestic. I mean, the fact checkers are as much a bane to us as, as censors. I'm, I spend half my time justifying our opinions on elections, on vaccines, on lockdowns to fact checkers who are almost uniformly bankrolled in some way by the Pentagon. Or they're lying. They don't care what you say. 
You can be like, here is definitive proof in a scientific study that says X, and they'll be like, I literally don't care. I'm going to yeah. put you a liar. Yeah. And then we're going to get the institutions to flag you and take you down and yeah. all that shit. It was like plausible deniability. People, they get some Indian company to do it. And if they're like, oops. Well, they just use Pointer Institute. Here's People need to understand the Five Eyes Spy Club. Because in the United States, they're like, I have the Fourth Amendment. You sure do, but that doesn't apply to Canada. Mm-hmm. So if Canada spies on Ian, who's Ian going to sue? Canada? Good fucking luck. They're allowed to spy on whoever the fuck they want anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And in then, return, they spy on me. You Americans spy right. on me. But then Canada will share the information they collect on you right. with the U.S. No. and then be like, look, we got this data from a foreign a- agency that was yeah. flagging it to us. We did not right. spy on anybody. Yeah. Oh, my God. But they re- I, mean, yep. I can think of no other explanation for why the, for why the University of Arkansas Little Rock Gets a grant from the U.S. Navy to spy on Rebel News. What the heck? I've never also, been to Arkansas so in my this, life. So glad this is what we're spending our federal dollars oh, on. Oh, and, and just go down that rabbit. I mean, we did a bunch of freedom of information requests. The, the amount of they and and that part of it's just a gravy train. I mean, these losers at the University of Arkansas, right? It's bullshit, fake. It's a fake academic uh, genre. But oh, no, this is very scholarly work we're doing. So a lot of it's just gravy train. Uh, I mean, you you put the word misinformation in something, you're going to get a grant. But it does build up, and it censors any contrarian voices. What's the name of that bill in Canada that you were just talking, the sister bill of this? C-11. C-11. There's also C-18, which which has more. And there's C-36, and then there's a yet-to-be-named Online Harms Act. Trudeau has four bills that he's introduced or says he will introduce, four that regulate the Internet, and, and some of them include jail time. I put it to you, he doesn't have four bills about inflation. He doesn't have four bills about the cost of housing, about immigration, about Ukraine. What does he actually care about? He cares about stomping out any contrarian voices. And I say again, I am from the future, and this will be your destiny. If you pass it, what do you call that act? The The Restrict restrict Act. Act. I tell you, I see the seeds in that of this C-11 that we have in Canada. You got to hold the line. Better to fight in the first ditch than in the last ditch. Do you guys have like a Senate that says, fuck no? Our Senate is appointed by the prime minister. It's appointed for, for life, by the way. Appointed till age 75. Mm. It's a rubber wow. stamp. Is he, is Trudeau doing this or is the king giving him the orders? No, no. I, I, I appreciate your point about the king can. It is a constitutional marketing, uh, a monarchy. The, the queen or king is on our money, on our passports, on our stamps. But this is purely Trudeau. This is 100% Trudeau. Since he's taken office, he's tried to control information more than any other leader in Canadian history. And, and Britain's part of the five eyes? Was it yes. Britain, France, U.S., no, Canada? No, Britain, U.S., U.K., Australia, New Zealand. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay. So obviously Canada and the UK are working together, whether it's the king ordering him directly or whatever. It's not the king. It's not. It really is. Are you sure? The king's not operational in in the government. That's the the story we're always told. I I don't believe it. But to be fair. Okay. So are you saying it would be the monarchy? Like you're saying Queen Elizabeth is doing it? He's only been been the king for like 10 whole seconds. But but hold on. And, And also, Ian, it's hard enough to run a company. Like it's it's for for one guy to run five countries is just or four. Well, then there's all these there's more Commonwealth countries around the world. There's there's dozens. Yeah. No, I I mean, listen, you can criticize Prince uh, King Charles for many things, but he did not do this. This predates him. This the, the, 
Trudeau has been, a, we talked about this before the show when we were hanging out. Trudeau has an authoritarian instinct that he inherited from his father before him. Please serve 16 years. You mean Castro? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it turns out that. Hey, we're on Rumble. There, were, there, were, there yeah, were only two world leaders who came to oh, the funeral man. of Pierre Trudeau. Jimmy Carter. And Fidel Castro. It's not great. It's not a great not look. Not a good look. Yeah, you said earlier there's no term limits no. for Trudeau for Prime Pierre Minister. Trudeau was PM for 16 years. Justin Trudeau's now eight years. Between the two of them, that's a quarter of a century. And Trudeau Sr. was a true Marxist who went to the Soviet Union with his sons and said, this is the future. He went to Mao's Cultural Revolution and he loved it. He, he was friends with Castro. There are rumors that... I mean, it, it sounds laughable, but Google the pictures of young, beautiful oh, yeah. Margaret Trudeau getting really handsy with Fidel. And both Margaret Trudeau and Pierre Trudeau had open marriages. I mean, yep. both of them were very adventurous, shall we say. And the timing rather works out. I, I wouldn't say I'd, I, that there's <laughs> proof, funny. but nor is there disproof. Isn't there like, and there's that visual similarity. There's no, like, striking. they were the their travel log and they man. went to Cuba and there's no log from Pierre Trudeau trip. went to Cuba all the time. It was his way of thumbing his nose in I, America. I, I, look, look, I don't care about any of that, to be completely honest. I looked at a picture of Pierre Trudeau. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> and then I looked at a picture of Justin. I was like, he looks like Fidel Castro. I hope it's true. <laughs> you know, I, this is what I say. I'm not and willing. he doesn't look like his I'd brother, so happy right? for him if yeah. he found out and he knew. I'm not willing to say that Justin <laughs> Trudeau is the son of Fidel Castro, but I am willing to say Fidel Castro is his father figure. Right, but I mean, look at the similarity. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, like, it's, it's so funny. It's, it's, it's just an well, amazing. It's, it's so funny. Yes, yeah, so th that little combination of the third one on the left there, that, that shows this it. This one? It's so funny. I don't. I don't know. I know it. it, it may, you know, it may not be true. What say what you will, but it's one of those things where it's just like there's so much, so much. Like it just, it just, it seems like it could be true. It just seems. Dude, come on. Like look at. Have, have you ever seen the other guy, Pierre? He's got that. Yeah, he huge doesn't look like nose, and he's real like gaunt. And yeah. I, that's what I thought. I thought in the comparison, I looked at his. I seen this first. I was like, okay, let's see what his what his, what his wrong dude. He looks. They, look, like. What the fuck is this? Yeah. Not the same. It does not look like Justin at yeah. all. They do, they look not nothing alike. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, that's what ultimately no. made me think is this is real. And that's his brothers, right? The other. Yeah, his brother the other also doesn't look similar at all. Don't don't look like yeah. Justin Trudeau. Like Trudeau, oh, it, just, it just looks, yeah, it's, it's too good to be true. Yeah, look at that combo on the like right Like father, they look very unlike son, exact, Winnipeg Free Press. It's exactly. <laughs> he doesn't have the same, like, oh, I don't know. I, you know, I guess we can say whatever you want. He doesn't have looks the same. looks nothing like features. his dad. No. It's, it's you know. Uh, Serge, you look more like him than Justin. Yeah, that's what I was just <laughs> yeah, Seriously. Honestly. Seriously. It, it was, and at first, like I said, I didn't think it was true. And then I went myself to look up, you know, Pierre Trudeau, Senior Trudeau. And I was like, whoa. There's no way. They're just, there's just it's no so way. I'm looking at Alexandra Trudeau's brother and Michael Trudeau. They look nothing like Justin. I want to tell you something about Alexandra Trudeau. <laughs> so, so there there were a few Trudeau boys. One of them died tragically in an avalanche. There's Justin and his brother Alexandra, nicknamed Sasha. Michael. And Alexandra was his policy, foreign affairs policy advisor when he ran for the leadership of the Liberal Party. So he's not nothing. He's an ideas guy. He made uh, a propaganda film called The New Great Game, produced by the Islamic Republic of Iran. Now, you want to make a critical wow. movie criticizing the United States, fill your boots. You know, I don't think Oliver Stone would say to the Ayatollahs, can you fund me, produce me, and distribute me? I think he would have more sense than to literally sign a deal with the state of the Islamic Republic of Iran. And then Alexandre Trudeau publishes a book about China. There's, oh, there's yeah. 10,000 publishers you could yeah. choose. Mm -hmm. He could self-publish. He signs a contract with the People's Republic of China. He publishes his book 
about China, from China, getting paid from China. This is the Trudeau family. They, they love authoritarians. They have no problem doing deals with dictatorships, admiring them, as you may know. When Justin They're, Trudeau was running for office, he said, China is the country I most admire. They do not look like brothers. No, 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 no they really don't. Like, I mean, so maybe. when I when I was growing up, people asked if me and my brother were twins. We, we sound almost the same. We look very similar. And then people would be like, oh, wow. And like, no, he's just only a little bit older than me, like a year and a half older than me. Mm. These guys do not look like the same human being I at look, all. I look pretty different than my youngest brother, but the hair, that, look he, at the hair. that he looks like Castro is why I'm even yeah. considering that they're that, not. Right. Is that is that that's Alexander Trudeau? Yeah. Because I Googled yeah. it. He does not look like no. uh, 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 Fidel Castro. Mm-mm. This guy does. I mean, he's yeah, got, he looks no, just like him. They got a little bit of similar nose. No, they don't. Yeah, I know what you mean. No I mean, way. they have the no. same mom. That's our that's right. our theory. They, the they have the some similar teeth. Look at their hair. Look at their hair. Their hair is totally different. My argument here is my dad's an identical twin. So I, identical twins theoretically have the exact same DNA. So my cousins through my uncle Should look, look like my half siblings, which I right. also have half siblings. And we all kind of look the same, right? There are There is a common parent. So that's, it's not that they don't look anything alike at all. But theoretically, if they both like their mom and then also their fathers, these two guys don't end up looking the same. So we're, we, we would normally on the regular show go to Super Chats and all that stuff at 930. We didn't. So I want to say a few things. What we're going to do is we're going to take the, the first hour of the show, which was is on now off YouTube, and we're going to combine this with it. And then we'll put that up on Rumble. That way, everybody can watch the full show and then see where we jump to the point where we're like, hey, YouTube sucks. And for those that are watching and new to the site and all that stuff, there is a Discord server that we have set up where you can chat in real time and the chat is displayed, as you can see on the screen. And uh, we're going to be taking some calls from members of the, the website. So if you signed up at 10 bucks and you're a member for at least six months, you can get into the VIP chat where you can voice chat. Um, and if you sign up for 25 bucks, you instantly bypass the time gate. We did that because we know that far leftists and weirdos and activists will want to come in, spy on the room, post some bullshit and try and get us banned or something like that. So we had to create some barrier. It's not perfect. 25 bucks, not hard for some crackpot to pay just to get in. But it's like we had to create some degree of difficulty, but we didn't want to charge money to people who actually want to be a part of the show. So we were like, OK, so time gate plus, op, you know, um, optional money gate. And then we have the Elite Club, of course, where we're going to be doing like you know, elite private meetups and things like that. There's only like a couple dozen people who signed up for the elite club because it's a hundred bucks a month. You don't have to sign up if you don't want to, but that's where we're going to be like really trusted, you know, uh, people who want to be active in the community, beta test our apps and programs and hang out, you know, for, for meet and greets and things like that. So uh, with that being said, if you're new to the website, there's instructions in the menu section on how to get access to the discord and join in and chat with everybody and, um, Submit questions for the call-in show, which we will be jumping to right now. And then I will just say this. There's a lot of people who are mad. They're like, you should be on Rumble. Yeah, we've actually been building it out. So I'm just trying, I'm trying not to announce things way too early because a lot of people are like, Tim, you announce things. Where are they? It's like, yeah, we're filing the nonprofit for the fact-checking thing. We've never stopped working on it. The contractors, I went over plans today for the coffee shop, different sodas, coffee machines, build out, plumbing's going to take a long time. And so a lot of people are just like, stop announcing things, just do it when it happens. And I'm like, fine, I guess. But we are working on setting up cross-streaming for YouTube and Rumble at the same time. Because yeah. I'm, 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 you're all right. I'm, I'm done with the bullshit. We don't want to give up on YouTube. 
We want access to young people who are on the platform, but obviously we need to be active on, on Rumble if we want to have real conversations. So there's got to, at this point, YouTube's fucked themselves and fuck them. So some people are mentioning what Crowder does is he puts a delay on the YouTube side. So if the show That's gets right. spicy, they mute their Correct. YouTube stream. Yep. Yep. Fuck them. It's working out for them. It seems like it. So. And then what we can do is we can make it so that if it starts getting spicy, I'll just press a button. That yeah. shows like a t- uh, um, too spicy for YouTube Generation. dancing thing. Yeah. And it'll be like, we'll have it be like Ian playing the guitar, bouncing back and forth. Yeah. And it'll be like, it's the, sh- the conversation's now too spicy for YouTube. Mm-hmm. But if yeah. you link to Rumble, that's when they'll ban you. They'll be like, you're linking off site. So we'll just put too spicy, too spicy. And then if we think it's not spicy anymore, we'll switch back. You so- like dancing on hot coals. Too hot for TV. <laughs> <laughs> or something like that. We'll try and figure it out. Um, it's unfortunate, but I didn't want to just not do anything. So we just took it to the members only where we already had it set up. Thanks for watching this clip from the Timcast IRL podcast. Hang out with us live Monday through Friday at 8 p.m. and become a member over at Timcast.com for uncensored members only shows exclusive. Thanks for hanging out and we'll see you all next time. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.